Welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Really excited to have one of my closest friends on the podcast today, and this is not her first time on this podcast. We are talking about the incredible Susie Moore. Now, she has been on this podcast before, all the way back at episode 72, where we dived into really a entrepreneur, influencer, blogger, whatever you want to call yourself's guide into getting massive media coverage. Susie really is the queen of landing a ton of media. The girl has just nailed it. She's got a program on it. She knows how to do the dang thing when it comes to landing media. And she's also an incredible human being. She is here today to talk about her new book, which is called Stop Checking Your Likes. We're going to dive into all of this, really the psychology of this, the mindset of this. What does it really mean to start focusing on the things that you, where you want your energy to go? Um, Because if you're just sitting around checking your likes all day, are you really making an impact? Are you really you know, moving towards your goals and what you want out of life. And Susie is a great mentor and leader in making you just not only stop checking your likes, but like check yourself and what it is that you're focusing on. Um, she is truly, um, just one of my most favorite people in my, in my life. And she's someone that I call on a lot when I feel challenged, when I feel stuck, when I feel struggled, when, you know, things just don't go my way, you know? And a lot of times it's like, we want what we want when we want it and how we want it. And when we don't get it, it can be really annoying and not only just annoying, but it can be devastating because we're trying to live this life. We're trying to live out our purpose and our passions, and we're trying to make it all happen. And sometimes it just doesn't flow. And so Susie is one of those people that I can call on and lean on to say, sister, shit's not working today. And I don't know why and I can't get out of my own way. You know, money's not coming in. Customers aren't coming in. I, I've, I don't feel aligned with the work that I'm doing, whatever it may be. And she'll just say like one thing and it will just snap me out of it. So I'm excited for you to get some time with her today and to also feel that and to lean on her. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hi, Susie. Hi, Jules. I'm so excited to have you back. We had you on this podcast uh, last year, and um, I'm excited for you to be back today and to share something that I think is very needed, especially in my community. And I want to kind of just dive into this topic and, and really the the psychology behind it and the, and the mindset shifts and and all of that good stuff. So we're going to be talking about your new book, which Mm -hmm. is stop checking your likes, uh, shake off the need for approval and live an incredible life. So from the start, where did this idea come from for you to, to feel, um, to feel called to write this? Jules, it's a great question. And I tell you, like, as a life coach, as a columnist, as somebody who loves to speak to people about their problems, what's holding them back, you know, why they're not having the life that they want, the experiences that they want, 
it's so much to do with waiting for other people's approval or thinking that they won't get the approval of others if they if they really pursue what it is that they want to be do and have and it's tragic and it's ruining our lives and it's gonna it's setting us up for really a lot of regret later you know seeking approval is just so insidious we don't even realize we're doing it in so many cases and I thought it was really necessary to to write about this topic and also to link it to good old social media because it's such a public display of approval every single day and it's so hard to get away from yeah and I think that I think it shows up in different ways I mean I think in one way it's it shows up kind of in that like look at me look at me and then in other ways it can show up like I'm not going to do this because I'm afraid that I won't get the approval that I'm looking for. So therefore I'm not going to do it. And how do you see it manifest specifically with, and I, I'm sure you mean literally stop checking your likes, but it's also kind of the <laughs> metaphorical sense of like yes. what that means in society. And yes. so, um, through your work, through your coaching, through what you do, you know, what are some of the key indicators that you've noticed when, if somebody's like, I don't even know if I'm doing this or not, like you just said, so what are some of those things that we should probably look out for to kind of check in and see like, oh yeah, I am kind of waiting mm-hmm. for approval? Yes. Overall, it's a, a general feeling of dissatisfaction and that shows up in lots of different ways. It can show up in unhealthy behavior. It can show up in terms of overindulging. It can show up in criticizing others, having a lot of judgment for others because everything that we do externally is always you know, a reflection of how we feel about ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, like as within, so without. And you're right. It shows up as look at me, look at me. Certainly a lot of the time we see that. But more importantly, I think it shows up when we're not doing things. Mm. And what I think a lot of people get confused is often we use this term shyness or, you know, being understated, which is actually our ego, right? Shyness is in many cases ego because we're not willing to do anything because we're not willing to be criticized. Mm. And that's actually what real confidence is. I think there's a big, big misconception about confidence that it means that you're out there all the time and you're always you know, outspoken and you're always winning. But really, you know, what confidence is, is just kind of doing what feels right and being okay with any outcome. And just knowing that you're willing to experience the negative emotions if they come. And I think that's 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 the key there because I feel like a lot of times people, they it's like this idea that we are supposed to avoid pain or we're not supposed to have negativity. Or if it's like if something feels bad, then we're supposed to kind of run away from it or not allow yeah. it to really teach us. So how do you find that balance? Mm-hmm. between, you know, I'm going to show up and I'm going to have the courage over the comfort to try this thing, to do this mm-hmm. unabashedly without needing to have the approval from anyone else, without needing to try to control or predict the outcome with, without even, without needing anything, just mm-hmm. being in that. How, how do you get to that place? It's such a good question, and I, I mean, I love it because I, I think I don't take it as seriously as I used to. <laughs> I mean, I think that if there's just one lesson of, you know, just relax a little, like lighten up. It's not often, you know, things aren't life and death in most cases. Uh, just to kind of have fun with it. Be aware that, you know, if you're afraid of something, just think, oh, I'm observing my fear right now. This is natural. You know, it's natural to feel, feel fear a lot of the time. In fact, if you're not feeling fear a lot, you're probably not pushing yourself enough. You're probably not doing enough and fulfilling your potential so when it comes to experiencing negative emotion I just I try and take it as lightly as I can and you know I you know do a lot of media work and I pitch myself a lot 
And the whole chapter in the book is called, you know, Fall Madly in Love with Rejection. And I think that if you can take rejection, because rejection stings, right? Rejection can cut to our core of, I'm not enough. I don't have enough. You know, I, I don't deserve to take up space. Rejection can just be like the ultimate, like killer for some people. Um, I like it. I mean, my bounce back rate is very, very quick, but it's something that you train. You learn to expect rejection. You understand that disappointment is a part of life and you can just focus on what you can control. Mm. And there's so much in life that you can't control. I think Arianna Huffington said, you know, you can't control 75% of things like, you know, the, the traffic, the weather, you know, who your parents are, all these things. <laughs> you can give a hundred percent to your 25%. Mm. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business business for sponsoring the show. Something else that I've noticed, at least from my community of, of why people feel like they need the approval, because that kind of gives them the permission to keep going. So what I mean by that, I'll give you an example. Like if someone says, well, I'm creating this thing that, you know, I don't know if my audience is going to like it. I don't know if I'm going to have any sales. I don't know if I'm going to have any customers. I don't even know if it's good. So if I'm not getting approval, if people aren't buying, if people aren't liking, if people aren't doing X, Y, and Z, then I must be wasting my time. I must be doing it wrong. It must not be what I meant to be doing. So therefore I must give up. Now, of course, there could be some give and take there of like, well, is what you're creating actually providing value to your ideal customer? But I feel like that's separate than, than really kind of what I'm trying to get to the core of, of like, why do we correlate this need to, if I'm creating this and I'm not getting this in return, then I must be wrong or I must be doing it wrong or I must not be enough. Mm-hmm. And how can we kind of brush that aside so we can clear out the clutter and really focus down on what it is we need to do. Yeah. I think again, it kind of comes back to being so serious and heavy about everything, right? You know how like human beings are meant to experiment. Like we're meant to play. We're meant to learn through doing, you know, that's really where clarity comes from. And whoever taught us or whoever, you know, where did we learn that we have to be perfect right out of the gate? Like you do it and it's perfect and then you're winning. No one, no one, no one does that. I mean, we only tend to see the successes and most people don't talk about, you know, what goes wrong behind the scenes. But if you're failing, then you're on the right track. Like success and failure are the same road. Success is just further along. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just get really comfy. They're like, oh, I don't know. It didn't work out. Do you know how many failed, like launches I've had, money I've wasted? Like, I've even written articles that have been killed. I mean, 
so what? <laughs> like, right. So what? I, I, I truly swear if we could just be a little bit lighter about things, not feel so heavy, not take it all so seriously, not you know so deeply to heart. If we can have more of a playful attitude and more of a oh, so what attitude, then the world will belong to you. And I tell you, you're in the top 10% of people if you can laugh, right? Mm. If you can have a sense of humor when things go wrong, because it things will go wrong for the rest of your life, right? So long as you're alive, there'll be things that go wrong. There'll right. be useless effort, there will be pain. These things are just to be expected. But if you can just you know, expect them, even welcome them with a bit of curiosity, you know, and just having an attitude of like, okay, well, this is what I'm learning today. It's all temporary anyway. Right. And is there, because my community, they love a step-by-step. Is there some kind, and and it's like basics, I know, but like, do you have, and maybe it's a little bit in the book and you can guide us here, a a step-by-step to to reaffirming that confidence, that Mm -hmm. self-worth, that ability to keep moving forward, to really celebrating the curiosity and the experimentation. What are those steps to getting there? Because I feel like a lot of people just, they feel so powerless to even be able to conceptualize that. Yes, no, absolutely. Uh, one thing that, that we can do, which is really helpful, but we most of us don't do it most of the time. We just don't think so because we believe our negative thoughts. We keep them on loop. We love to be so hard on ourselves. It's the next time you have a problem, right, or a failure, right, however you perceive it, is to write it down. Like, I am a loser because, or I screwed up because, or I can't do this because. And then ask yourself, is that a fact? And just think about it. Like, is that a fact? Because often our thinking is so fixed because it has been for years. You know, your mom said something to you once or a coworker did or there's just something you believe about yourself. And then you can say, is this a fact? And then you can write down what I believe about this. So maybe you have a belief that you'll never be able to make a lot of money doing what it is you want to do. So if you're like, if, you, if, you're, if your belief is, I'll never make money doing what I, you know, what I love to do, I'll always have to have my corporate job. First of all, is that a fact? Look for proof around you that it isn't a fact because if somebody else has done something, that's also available to you. We're all part of the same universe here. Right. And then also just to write down what I believe about. You can say what I believe about money, what I believe about relationships, what I believe about friendship, whatever it is that's troubling you. And it will amaze you what will come up. I did this exercise recently with somebody. And she had all of these reasons about how things were just not going to go right in her life and how she couldn't, you know, really break the seven-figure mark and how she could never get media. And it's just, none of it was true. <laughs> it's like, what? So you don't have to believe your thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And if you write them down, if you just think about it and just really be free with it, don't write down what sounds good, but just say, you know, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm attractive enough. I don't think I'm smart enough. I don't think I'm qualified enough, whatever it may be. One thing that I teach a lot is I have no qualifications tools, right? As you know, I have a high school education, didn't even go to college. This is America. We really care about that here. Uh, but I just didn't have the belief that it was actually important. Hmm. I just thought, well, what matters is, you know, my contribution. And if I can show up and add value, that will be enough. And it has been enough. But that's the only thought that I needed to keep cultivating. Hmm. And you, you're, you're so good at that. I mean, knowing you at, at the intimate level that I'm blessed to, I mean, that is one of your, of your magic and your gifts in this life is that you are truly a believer in, you know, the circumstances are what they are, mm-hmm. but how I choose to think and feel about those circumstances is completely my responsibility. I have complete over- ownership over them. Therefore I can completely change them if I want to. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. And I want to have fun with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just enough to kind of, you know, get through the week to, you know, enjoy your life. It's meant to be enjoyed, right? It's meant mm-hmm. to be, you know, fully experienced. If you're not having fun, you are missing the point. Mm-hmm. I really believe this so strongly. And most people don't even think about fun. You know, it's like, well, who's got time for that? <laughs> well, and let's, I want to chat about that because I yeah. think that that also, you know, one of the biggest, um, you know, just depletions in people's goals and dreams and joy is this, is this need for approval. And I would love for you to even share with our community of like how your day is set up because it's set up fabulously the way that you live your life. And it's like, it's it's a true testament to like, you live an approval free life. You're like, I'm going to do this, this, and this, this, and this, and like not give two F's about what anyone has. So I would love for you to share that for a moment. Yes. So first of all, my only intention really, when I think about it, you know, we have many, you know, our goals, et cetera, they change, but I always think, you know, am I, am I doing what feels right? That's all. Because I feel like we all have this very strong intuition. Most people, well, not most people, a lot of people don't pay attention, but I feel like, am I just being trusted? Am, am I being guided by, you know, my source? That's really just, you know, the question. And I know that the purpose of life is, is joy. You know, Marianne Williamson said that joy is what happens when we allow ourselves to realize how good things really are. I mean, Wayne Dyer said that joy is our natural state. I really believe this. He also said that there's no such thing as stress, only stressful thoughts. Mm. I really believe that. And if you think about two people performing any exercise, say it's the same thing, a project, a workout, whatever, the actions can be exactly the same, but one person will enjoy it and one person will be stressed out. So I'm going to choose to be the former. (laughs) Most of it, not perfectly, not all the time I have my moments, but overall, I just think that, you know, joy is my birthright. I'm meant to be, you know, enjoying my life. I want to be an example of that too for people. And I also, I mean, in my book, I speak a lot too about growing up on welfare, feeling a lot of shame around that, moving around a lot, living in shelters when I was a kid. And I, I still feel light about these things, you know, because that's my choice now. That's my power. So in terms of setting up my day, my only intention is to be as true to myself as I can be, to have a good time, to be a light, like to, to lift other people up where I can. And yeah, I mean, no alarm clock. I work in the mornings. I work out if I feel like it. I do some correspondence in the afternoon. What feels good? I aim high too. So for example, if it's media, I won't go for like TV or C media. I will go all the way to the top. Why not? Right? We're all just as worthy as you know each other. And uh, then I go for happy hour around four (laughs) o'clock. A lot of the time. I mean, Miami. Oh, also, Jules, like, you know, a lot of people had opinions about me moving to Miami. They're like, New York is where all the media is. New York is where you have to be. And again, is it a fact? No. Um, I feel like I'm driving down here. So. Mm. Mm. I love that you touched on that excuse because I feel like a lot of times, especially in this online world, you know, a lot of people have this this idea that you have to be in New York or LA or San Diego or what have you, because that's just kind of the Mecca where the online entrepreneurs are and da, 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 da. And that just, that isn't a fact to me. I mean, that's just, I wonder, I'm like, what is the payoff in thinking that way? Mm-hmm. Cause there has to be, there has to be yeah. a payoff to thought, whether they're negative thoughts or positive thoughts, there has to be a payoff for why people choose to think the way that they do. So does it allow you to not take accountability for your life? Does it yeah. allow you to continue to stay small? Does yes. it allow you to continue to make excuses? Like what is the payoff for, yes. for needing, for thinking that way, for needing approval for all of those things? Yeah. You are so right, Jules. There is always a payoff to every like perceived problem 
or feeling stuck. And in most cases, it's people are very afraid of change. Most people will, will prefer misery over uncertainty. Mm -hmm. We all choose to be miserable in a relationship, in a job, in a home, anywhere in a city, because at least, you know, we, we know it. At least it feels kind of safe. It's very natural. You know, the human brain doesn't like change. It feels threatening. Mm -hmm. So it's not. You know, I know, right? It's terrifying for most people to think about moving or to think about, you know, displeasing their family by doing something that isn't, you know, in, in line with, with what they've always done. Yep, it's so but true. Yeah, it, it really is. And I think, you know, gosh, what, like, what a big world, you know, that there is to enjoy. What mm. amazing, I mean, when you think about being alive right now at this time, there's never been a better time that there is so, there are so many ways to make money. There are so many lifestyles that, you know, that you could design for yourself. It's all waiting for you, mm. but you have to like, you have to take some, some steps. In fact, um, I just saw Oprah and Lady Gaga, they were in Fort Lauderdale for her vision tour. And Lady Gaga said, um, she takes little bites of bravery. So you just take one small, like one small, like you don't have to do the, you know, you don't have to pitch the Today Show, for example, right? Or ask out that person who, you know, really intimidates you, but you can pitch the local media, you can put yourself on a dating app, you know, you can, you can put yourself out there in small ways and it all just, I mean, it all just adds up, you know, day to day, if you think about taking small actions, that's what your life is, right? Mm -hmm. Your life is your series of actions, how you spend your days is really, you know, what the outcome of your life is. Yes. And I, I loved actually Russell Brand recently touched on this and he, he actually, we, we've all heard that quote, I think it was Einstein that said it, that like the definition of, of insanity yeah. is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Russell Brand redefined it. And I actually like his definition better. He said, um, insanity is to engage in any behavior that's making you unhappy particularly if you are engaging in that behavior to make yourself more happy. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. Like, it's the madness. And guess what? It's so like social media too, right? Yes. Yes. And like checking your likes. It's like we're on social media and we're posting all this stuff because we want right. to be happy and, you know, we want to get that. But then it's making mm -hmm. us unhappy because mm -hmm. we're neat. We're neat. It's like what we're trying, the void that we're trying to fill or really why we're intending to do it is not coming from a healthy place. It's, it's you're right. It's so funny, and often like there, there's been a, you know various studies about this, but being off social media, even temporarily, and look, I love social media. Social media actually doesn't make me feel bad. I I like it. I have a healthy relationship with it, but. Uh, it's even been proven that if you disconnect from social media for a while, it will make you feel less isolated. Mm. Like, it doesn't feel like it should, right? You think, oh, I'm not connected. Right. Disconnected can help you make actually feel more connected, IRL, as the millennials say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I just, I really think that that's true. But yeah, it's very common for us, you know, to, to keep doing what we're doing and to look for excuses to blame shift, to say, you know, my mom wants this, my spouse wants this. As a human being, you're a supremely powerful person. You know, we have so much, uh, we have so much say in what, you know, in how our lives show out. It's really up to us. We're very powerful creators. And I think that sometimes that scares us. Mm, yeah. And so we just deny it or run away from it or don't want to believe it or what yes. those things are. And then we love to criticize everyone else who's doing the scary things, mm -hmm. and especially mm -hmm. if they're winning. They're the only people we criticize. That's why I think it's great to get criticized, truly. I mean, I have this hashtag in my group, like, called hate is great. <laughs> Not to give hate, but to, if you receive hate, it means that you're doing something, right? You're making an impact. You know, you're moving people. Not everyone's going to love you. That would be impossible. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, you're getting feedback, good and bad, everyone's allowed to give their feedback. 
and it means that you're, you're you know you're doing something you're moving people and you're you're having an impact yeah it's better than doing nothing at all <laughs> exactly which is which feels much safer yeah, it does um so what is your biggest hope for people that pick up this book and that read it, if you could, if, if you could say, you know, the, if the one thing, if they just take away one thing from this, this is it. My gosh, I would say there's one chapter and it's called nobody knows what they're doing either. <laughs> right. And I think that often we're really afraid to admit that we don't know what we're doing. Whereas nobody knows, right. There is no guidebook for life as you know, the old saying goes, but I mean, no, one, no parent really knows, right. There are so many me- types of parenting methods. Yeah. No entrepreneur really knows, right. No, I mean, no person who starts a new job or moves to a new place really knows, you know, exactly what they're doing, what the outcome is going to be. They just stay in the game. So I think that if you can stop grossly overestimating other people, which is very easy to do. Like we look at people in any industry and we think, you know, she has it all figured out. He has it all figured out. They know what they're doing. They don't, they just stay in the game. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if you kind of take almost everybody else down a notch, right? Put yourself up a notch, know that you are just like everybody else. We're all just kind of figuring things out as we go, doing our best. Um, Then it can also really help you relax again, because this idea of perfection and perfection isn't even about high standards. We think that it is. It's just about failure anxiety, right? And perfectionists often don't even create as much as non-perfectionists. And we don't ask for help. I mean, perfectionism is so dangerous. So if you just think, I mean, it's simply as, you know, nobody, it's a a quote from Ricky Gervais, the comedian. He's like, nobody knows what they're doing either, right? And this is like your one-life opportunity. There's no sequel. (laughs) So just like, it's just go for it. (laughs) Go for it because that's what the winners are doing. However, whatever you perceive a winner to be, they are just, going for it and giving themselves get the the self-approval to do that right try something try something you're you're going like inevitably you're going to quote-unquote fail right like you're not going to get it all right so just try something if it doesn't work great now you know it doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) it does work great now you know it works (laughs) and then on to the next thing absolutely and also one thing that i've realized too is that when it comes to failure the thing that scares us the most isn't the failure itself like we know that we could live with a failed launch we know that we can live with a relationship breaking up it's painful right these things the emotions are real that we experience but what we worry about the most is what other people will say about the failure it's like when i got divorced when i was young i mean in my early 20s i remember thinking oh my gosh everyone's going to think i'm used to goods no, I didn't know anybody else who was divorced at like 23. And I heard a, a woman say, oh, young people don't respect marriage, you know? Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, I knew that I was so much happier separated, mm-hmm. like going through my divorce. I felt a lot of relief. I felt good about it because anyone who gets divorced, no, it doesn't happen overnight. You mourn it, the marriage while you're in it. Well, for me, that was my experience. But I was just worried about what everyone was going to say. Would anyone want to date me? Would they think that I was really weird? Like, did I really like screw up badly? So. Often it's not even the thing that breaks you. It's just the the, your, the opinions of others that scare you. And if you can put them into perspective and know that people aren't even watching, they're just worrying about themselves, like trying to pay their visa bill, trying not to burn the chicken, trying not to get fired. You know, we just have these very busy full lives. No one's worrying about you. That can bring you a lot of relief too. Yeah, I I love that you touched on that. Who was it that said? I was I think I was watching something or reading something that said you know. Most of the time, people aren't thinking about you. 
Mm-hmm. And the second that they are thinking about you, that next second, they've gone back to not thinking about you. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. people are constantly thinking about themselves and not in a selfish way, but just their lives and what they have to do and what they have to accomplish and what they have to go pick up at the grocery store. And I mean, it's just a very involved kind of thing that people really aren't sitting around thinking about you. And, and honestly, that that's a very arrogant way of thinking. Oh, it is. It's so ego. It's yeah. all ego. And I remember when I first started my YouTube channel, like a few years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, like are my friend and me is going to like have a field day. Like, are they going to be like, especially when I got negative comments, somebody said to me, and I put this in the book, somebody wrote, you look like a man. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> right? And um, I mean, the comment, whatever, it's none of my business, right? Well, if, right. If I do look like a man also, I mean, I, I think I do, but hey, what someone says about me like really isn't my business. Um, I just remember thinking, I can live with that comment, but what if other people see those comments? Like mm-hmm. that's going to be the thing that, you know, the thing that just you know, really, really gets to me. So if I can, again, put it in perspective, who's reading my YouTube comments? Have you ever read them? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, have a look. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going around reading everybody's YouTube comments, like, you know, deep diving into other people's lives. And if anybody is doing that, then... They probably just need a bit of love. Yeah. (laughs) I think about that with, you know, people in my community, they'll say, you know, well, you know, it just, it really hurts me when people unfollow me or I noticed that so-and-so unfollowed me. And I'm like, how do you notice that? How do you know know the people that are liking and the people that are like, Mm -hmm. to me, that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of resources that could be so better implemented. (laughs) In other ways. Like produce or create something instead, right? Right. Have a nap. Like do (laughs) do something else. Sometimes I think that we look for reasons to feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like we're out there just like searching, you know. We it's almost like you know, this self-punishing like C told you, we that's a choice. But the way that you stop doing that is the way that you start it, right? Through repetition. Mm -hmm. The way that we do something is how we undo it. You have complete control over that, right? No, ain't, ain't nobody showing you your phone, like going through, I don't know, unfollows or whatever, who stopped following you. I mean, no right. one's forcing you to do that. It's always a conscious decision. And you can choose every day to do that or to do something else. And right. there's so much, there's so much fun to be had, Joel. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and just to do. And creation and curiosity and mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, it's, again, it goes back to that like payoff piece of, yes. You know, What's the payoff in that? Then you really don't have to focus on the things that you really want to do because that may be terrifying. Right. It's like resistance, right? It's, you know, if someone's really busy, if you ever see a very successful person, however you define that, uh, they're not doing those things. Right. Right. They know that they have hate. They don't read it. In fact, one thing that gave me, oh my gosh, I'll be so grateful for this forever. It gave me such massive perspective on haters. Um, and it came just at the right time because the universe is very generous like that because I started to put more, more and more of my own content out there. Um, it was when I interviewed Chris Jenner from Marie Claire. And when the article came out, her team tweeted it and they tagged Marie Claire and me. And I saw all the responses because, you know, I was tagged. And it was ugly what people said I mean I can't even say it on this podcast but savages <laughs> but it was like but it was like wanting her kids to die her grandchildren uh, to die, like doing lewd things with animals I mean the whole it was so disgusting but I'm like you think Chris is reading this 
No, girl, she's too busy. So <laughs> like, Billion Dollar Empire, anybody? Like, <laughs> she ain't reading the tweets. Right. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean? And so it's just, yeah, Christian, whether or not you like it, like, it's not about her. But I just realized, wow, like, ignore, to, like, not even delete, like, just whatever. She doesn't even know it exists. Like, she does not. She's too, she's off living life, she's growing, too- creating, mm-hmm. having her empire, making a contribution. To right. the world, right? Building economic development in her community, hiring people, putting food on right. tables. Like, <laughs> true, right? And, I mean, that is a contribution to society. It is, and when you think about, you know, what you, what you focus on expands, being this natural law of the universe. I mean, I get, you know, of course, my hate, mean comments, etc. I'm like, I, I don't know how to check. <laughs> I don't always know how to check my DMs, like the ones the people who I don't follow, right? But, um, I'm like, whenever I do get in there, I realize there are so many nice messages and questions. Mm-hmm. Like people cure. I'm like, what? That's the thing that I will do when I'm when I have a free moment. I'll be like, I'll go in there and answer your questions and I'll you know give you my tips. Like that's the thing to do, mm-hmm. right? Or just mm-hmm. do something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you have a, you have complete control of this. I think sometimes people justify what they're doing, saying you know it's research and I want to you know stay on top of feedback. You want to ask the right people for feedback. Yeah. Right. Not people who have absolutely no interest in liking you ever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and nothing will change their mind. Good. Like, you know, let that be. But right. there are a lot of people who will want what you're doing and that they're the people who deserve your attention. Mm. Yes. It's like a uh, Brene Brown says, uh, take a piece of paper and cut it one inch by one inch. Mm-hmm. And then on that one inch piece of paper, you get to write down all of the names of people <laughs> in your life that you, that you actually care about their criticism. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> one inch by one inch. Well, I mean, and, but you see, that is very self-approving. Right. It's like, you know, maybe it's your spouse, a couple of very close friends. Right. But that's like, you know, I'm just going to like stay aligned with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, that's really all we have. Nobody knows, nobody knows the right way to live your life. Like nobody knows where you should go on vacation, you know, what you should put in your salad. Nobody knows like what's, what, what's going to, you know, be useful for you in your marriage. Like, you know, and that goes for everything. It's like, you know, I know what to put in my salad, but I'll listen to what she says whenever it comes to, you know, what I wear or, you know, what right. I say. It's like, no. <laughs> okay. Right. Anyone, anyone you admire is, look, we all have our moments, right? No one's completely perfect. And I think it's unrealistic to be, you know, to have a completely approval-free life unless you maybe, you know, Eckhart Tolle. But in most cases, you know, we're handing over so much power all the time when, you know, we're the answer. Like, you're the answer to your questions. Mm. Like, you you know, we... And even when we ask people for advice, their, you know, their opinion, um, a chapter in my book is called, you know, a second uh, opinion is really better, really better than your first feeling. It's like, often we just want people to confirm what we already know. Mm-hmm. you know and that's also something that we can do like it's great to ask you know it's a, especially people that you trust right but the, the answer has to stop the buck has to stop with you yeah yep and then you can't blame anybody, no. <laughs> right <laughs> then it's then it's on you and that's also very freeing mm-hmm. because then you know if there's a mistake or something that you don't like then you have the power to fix it because you chose it in the first place mm. Susie, thank you for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom and your goodness. Um, share with a, a little bit quickly, of course, where people can find you, how they can work with you, because I know there's various ways of that. Um, if a lot of people really loved your your teaching style today, which I'm sure that they did, and your just life coach style, and then of course the book, what where you can where you can pick up the book. 
Yes. Thank you, Jules. So it's called Stop Checking Your Likes and you can get it anywhere books are sold. And if you purchase it by April 30th and just email info at susie-moore.com, you'll get a lot of goodies too. And then otherwise you can just head on over to my site, susie-moore.com, wherever you That's info at susie-moore.com to get those goodies. Yes. susie-moore.com for the website. Yes, that's right. Thank you, Jules. Oh my gosh. I love speaking to you so much. It's always just a pleasure and joy. Yes. And for those who like today's conversation, we want to see your DMs. So you can hashtag, or you can add Joel Solomon and hashtag the influencer podcast. And then Susie, you are at? At Susie.more. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Miss Susie. Thank you, Jules. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the influencer podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right. I will see you again. Same time, same place next week.